0: This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman and Company. Okay, within the last couple of days, there were some potential tax updates, like a potential new law as it comes to taxes, and I want to share some information about that. So right now it is in the preliminary phase. There's some sort of agreement. I'm not that political, but there's an agreement between the Republicans and Democrats. They've come to some sort of agreement. Now it's got to go to the House and the Senate. So got to get the votes. So this is not the law as of today, January 18th, but it could be the law very soon. And it's important because they're going to make some of it retroactive back into 2023. So if you're getting ready to file your 2023 tax returns, like so many of you are, I know, it's going to apply to that tax return as well so i would hold off on filing and you can't really file for the next couple of weeks anyways but i would hold off on filing until they finalize this so you don't have to redo your taxes and so at the end of this the most this is the most important part of all this at least the part that i'm most excited about it's the 100 bonus depreciation that they're potentially bringing back so bonus depreciation i've talked about it in the past that's when we can take a write-off or a deduction for equipment or for Assets that you're buying, or for real estate, we can take 100% of parts of those assets and write it off all in one year, 100% of it in one year. But what's happening to that bonus depreciation is that it's tearing down. But I'm going to talk about that one at the end and give you some of the updates on that. But I'm going to cover nine different things, uh, just nine potential updates. And my personal opinion, I think these are all going to pass. Like I think they've come to an agreement. There is some give or take on the Republican and the Democrat side. I think they've both given some up of what they wanted and we'll jump into this. So there's nine different things. So the first one is they're expanding the child tax credit. So in the beginning, they wanted to raise the child tax credit. This is back to what they had in 2020 and 2021 up to a $3,600 per child credit, which is that's actually money back in your pocket, but they've left it at $2,000 and that's per kid under 16. And then it's 500 when they're older than that. But the only thing they're changing with the child tax credit is the refundable portion. And I know it gets a little confusing, but it's still maxed at $2,000. But the refundable portion is going from like $1,600 up to $1,800. And that's if you don't have taxes to offset, you can still get up to $1,800 of a child tax credit per child instead of the the old amount, which was 1600 So it's honestly not a huge... A huge thing. They're gonna they're gonna play it off, or they're gonna make it sound like it's a huge deal, and they're benefiting so many people. But it's it's two hundred dollars per kid. That's the the real difference. Okay. The second one is they're They are making adjustments to some of the credits and the taxable income, They're making adjustments for inflation and how uh, the earned income credit ta- or the earned income tax credit is calculated. And a lot of you, that just kind of happens on your tax return. It's not something you need to do. It's just wherever your income falls. many kids you have you get a child tax or an earned income credit on top of the child tax credit if your income is low enough but nothing you're gonna need to plan for in that this one number three does apply to business owners and there is some planning that i recommend with this so with the this is related to the r d tax credit so if any of you have ever taken the r d tax credit if you're a business owner you should have heard of this or you should look into this or get some more information on it we'll or we'll help you fill it out or we'll help you apply for it and get it on your next tax return. But the R and D tax credit is where you can, I'm just going to give some rough estimates here, but it's normally about 10% of whatever you're spending on R and D research and development expenses for your business, you get about 10% of that back as a credit. And that's like money back into your pocket. But here's the thing, the, the problem, or at least in my opinion, the problem that they're fixing, they were going to make this, like those expenses that you spend on those items, the R and D they were going to make you amortize or write off those expenses over five years. Instead of, allow, of allowing you to deduct those expenses for R&D, you're gonna have to write them off incrementally, like over five years. So if you spent $5,000 on R&D expenses this year, you couldn't write off 5,000. You couldn't reduce your tax income by 5,000 this year. You were gonna have to do it over five years, a thousand a year. But they're looking to postpone that to 2026 instead of making it start back in 2023. again if we're filing business tax returns for you or if you're filing your business tax return that will apply to you if you're taking the r d tax credit okay then uh, number four this one is so there's they're changing the limitations on just some business limitations when it comes to the business interest determination for partnership returns and it might be for s corporations as well but there's a limitation on business interest deductions like if you just got a ton of debt if you're investing in a like in businesses or you're more of like an asset investment company and you're just taking on a lot of debt and you don't really have a lot of operations those are the type of businesses that it would impact it's not going to impact a lot of people but there's just some adjustments to those limitations okay number five is the changes to the employee retention credit the employee retention tax credit; these are the ERC credits. If you had an empl- if you had employees in 2020 and 2021, you could be instead of having a deadline to file for those credits in May of this year, 2024, they're moving that deadline up to January 2024. The IRS, in my opinion, they're just done with these credits. There's so much fraud. There's so many just people doing them wrong, and they're trying to train their employees. They just got inundated with these. They're just buried in these. I think they just want to get it over with quicker. So I think that was they had some influence from the IRS on that. But and then related to that, this is number six on my list that I'm covering. They are going the IRS, and th- this allows the IRS to go after companies and people that have been promoting ERC tax credits and doing them incorrectly for people. So if you are a business owner, and maybe even you're not a business owner, but you may have heard on the on the radio or Facebook ads, Instagram ads, there's all sorts of promoters not like typically not cpa firms or not people that have been in the business of helping businesses they just popped up and started to promote, promote these new credits honestly not not knowing exactly what they were doing and they filed a ton of these credits and the irs has been finding that a lot of the, these have been fraudulent and this just boosts the penalties that they can be charged for doing incorrect erc tax returns they just brought them up to oh it's like two hundred thousand dollars, or 70 up to $200,000 or 75% of the income they got from helping people with these ERC credits. So it's absolutely insane. I think they just wanted to stop those, those false promotions of people trying to like twist business owners arms to get those credits. But if you've done the credits and if you did the credits correctly, I wouldn't be worried about them. Like if you had legitimate employees, you had legitimate impact your business, you could have claimed the ERC credits. So you wouldn't have to worry about it, but it's the companies, those promoters that they're gonna go after. Okay, the next one, they're making some changes to, like, a, and this is pretty specific, like a disaster relief and housing and initiatives. Um, I think it's, there's several places across the country, but one of the things, one of the areas that came off or came up in my research was the Ohio train derailment in East Palestine. They were doing some some relief there. And that's number seven. Number eight is the U.S.-Taiwan tax treaty or another u.s taiwan tax cr- treaty i'm not going to go into the details of that a lot of that, it's not going to apply to a lot of people but then number nine i saved the best for last in my opinion so they're potentially increasing this bonus depreciation back up to 100 percent so bonus depreciation from 2018 to 2022 we were we were able to take a hundred percent of these assets as a deduction so if you bought a car that was more than six thousand pounds if you bought furniture for your rental property you'd remodeled the exterior did landscaping at an investment property if you bought a tractor or a truck like if you bought assets and equipment things you were able to write off 100% of it for the last five years but 2023 it was tearing down to 80% of that 24 it was going to be 60% 25 is going to be 40 26 is going to be 20 so it was just tearing down until it disappeared and then we were going to have to write off those assets over five seven 15 years but now they're bringing it back Potentially. I think my opinion is I think they're going to pass it, but they're bringing it back. So we'll be able to write off 100% of those assets in the year that we buy them. And they're retroactively doing this back to 2023. So this is great news for people. Even if, if we did tax projections with you or if you did tax projections, you were using probably the 80% rate. Or a lot of times I'll tell people with rental real estate, they bought rental real estate. I was estimating about 25% of the real estate could potentially be subject to bonus depreciation, but now I'm gonna go back up and estimate about 30% of that could be bonus depreciation eligible assets for the, those real estate deductions. But that's 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 the biggest thing that I'm excited about is the 100% bonus depreciation, just keeping it 100% until all the way through 2025. So we got 23, 24 and 25 at 100% instead of tearing down. And who knows what they're gonna do in 2026. Okay, so that's it for today. Uh, you know, you know what? I never even uh, never told you the name of this. The name was—they always come up with these with these catchy names. The, the name for this, for these these proposed changes, is the Tax Relief for American Families and Workers Act of 2024, and it's a 78 billion dollar bill. So those nine things I listed, those are the main, those, those are the key parts of this, and they're estimating an impact of, of like 78 billion dollars but the Tax Relief for American Families and Workers Act of 2024. I hope you all have a great rest of the week, and I will talk to you later. This was another episode of the Wealth Game Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We love your questions. We love your feedback. And we love that you're involved with us here. So Go to wealthgame.io if you want the free course. It's called the Wealth Game Basics course where we've got recorded videos. We've got some spreadsheets and templates and all sorts of things to help you out in your tax and wealth and investment journey. And then if you want more in-depth help, you want one-on-one help from me and the live bi-weekly calls, go to wealthgame.io and go to the Wealth Game Alliance. And that's the group where we're working on your implementation of these tax investment strategies that we're covering in the podcast here. I look forward to having you there.